Hello everyone, welcome to this edition of Pubs with BMSIS, podcast series dedicated to interview with the authors of Blue Marble Space Institute of Science about their recent publication. Uh, my name is Betul Kajar. Today I will be interviewing with Dr. Dimitra Atri. In addition to his affiliation with Blue Marble Space Institute of Science, Dr. Atri is also a visiting postdoctoral scientist at Tata Institute in India. His paper is titled Cosmic Rays and Terrestrial Life and was an invited contribution to astrophysics letters. Thank you for joining us, Dimitra. Uh, in very late terms, could you tell us a little bit about what cosmic rays are? These cosmic rays are particles generated by exploding stars or supernovae, which occur at a rate of, of about two or three in our galaxy. Uh, as far as I know, you wrote this article by invitation of the mm-hmm. astro particle physics journal and to celebrate a hundred year discovery of the cosmic rays. So why do we even celebrate the discovery of cosmic rays? Uh, because uh, this is the type of radiation which nobody knew hundred years ago. So one radiation that everybody knows is the light that anyone can see. These are photons. But the other kind of radiation is these high energy particles which are everywhere in the universe. So are there any benefits to cosmic rays for life on Earth? Life could have originated with an influx of high energy cosmic rays. This is just a hypothesis. And the hypothesis is that when you have a higher flux of cosmic rays, you have more ionization. And more ionization means more lightning. And from the Miller-Urey experiment, as you know, that when you have more lightning, there are more probabilities of producing organic compounds, the building blocks of life. So this, in an indirect way, could have had effect on the origin of life. So are you also exploring the connections between the cosmic rays and the origin of life in this article? Uh, in this article, this is a small section because, as I said, it, it's a hypothesis, but the majority of the paper is about how it would have affected the history of life on Earth or the evolution of life on Earth. And what is the main argument of your article? That- uh, the main argument here is that you have these high-energy particles hitting the Earth's atmosphere, uh, ionizing the atmosphere and causing ozone damage. And when you have ozone damage, you have ultraviolet light, or more specifically UVB, with uh, increased flux, which causes DNA damage. And then you have these secondary particles which are produced and which directly interact with the DNA and can cause mutations. So my argument is that in 100 million years or in a billion years, you can have many episodes of increase in cosmic ray rate on the Earth. And which could affect the life on our planet. So it gives a quantitative model on what kind of flux will cause what kind of mutations. What kind of predictions did you come up with? Our atmosphere is very thick, and that is one of the best things about living on Earth, that you have a very thick atmosphere. So most of the radiation that is coming is blocked. So even if the radiation levels are too high, they are filtered down and we are exposed to very less amount of radiation. So in most cases, what I've studied is that the radiation is never lethal. It can only be increased so that it can cause mutations, but not death of, to an organism. Very cool. Can you think of ways to apply your current research, your current studies onto the life of Mars? This is a very good question. In fact, what I'm doing right now is to apply this model to Mars and see how would these astrophysical events 
affect Martian surface and how deep the radiation goes. One reason you don't have life on Mars is because uh, the atmosphere is very, very thin and then you have very high radiation levels. So, Dimitrov, uh, as a fellow astrobiologist, of course, I want to know whether there is life in the universe other than the one that we have on planet Earth. So, how these studies can be applied to understand the presence of life in the universe? Right. So, this study can tell you where life cannot exist because cosmic rays kill life. So, you can calculate using this model which are the places where the radiation levels are too high and where life cannot exist on the surface. So, whether you should look below the surface, such as in case of Mars. So, this is kind of an Occam razor. Like you can discard a number of options and concentrate on a few. Finally, I will ask you if there is a few sentences that you want our listeners to remember from this interview about this paper, what would that be? Right, so our universe is filled with radiation bursts, They're intense radiations. Of course, the probability of it happening within a human lifespan is very, very small. That is why we don't experience them in day-to-day life. But if you go to longer timescales, such as hundreds of millions of years, these events are very common. So these events can have an enormous impact on mutations and the evolution of life on Earth. Well, thank you very much for your time, Dimitra. Thanks, Betty. His paper is titled Cosmic Rays and Terrestrial Life and was an invited contribution to Astrophysics Letters. Mm-hmm.